When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hey, hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Don McDonald. All alone in the world as Tom is watching a football game. A football game. Not a football game, but a, okay, a soccer game. He's watching the Sounders play with a friend and uh, not watching the Sounders play with a friend, but with a friend watching the Sounders play. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Don, all alone, all alone here uh, doing the talking real money thing. And you, you, though, you have an invite to join me here at 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. Investors have a problem. Many of us. Maybe most of us. We want to be in what's hot. We want to make the big bucks, right? That's what you want. I mean, here's an example of a mutual fund. In 2017, this investment gained 87%. Whereas the Vanguard Total World Stock Index in that same year, 2017, was up a mere 24%. Then, in 2020, remember 2020? Oh, what a bad year it was. We had that big bear market in the just for a month. It's only a month long. This fund was up 150, almost 153% in a single year. Whoa, Vanguard Total World Stock Index only up about 17% in that year. Well, give me the fund that was up 87 and 152, right? Right? Well, maybe not. Maybe not, because over the next two years, the hot fund turned icy cold losing over 80% of its value. Now, remember, an 80% decline is worse, is, is, is not as good, is, is a lot worse than a 152% increase is good. It really, really hurts. As a matter of fact, the three-year return for the Vanguard Total world stock index has been six and a half percent, while the three year return for this fund is a negative three and a half percent. Hmm. Ah. Well, that's not good. Six and a half, negative three and a half. That's a like 10 point spread. The fund in question is the ARC Innovation Fund, the fund that got a lot of press after Kathy Wood 
Woods, Kathy Woods, got lucky. That's it. Kathy Woods got lucky. Because if Kathy Woods was smarter than the market, if she was so good that she could gain 150% in a year, then wouldn't she be so good that she could avoid an 80% loss over the next year and a half? But she's not good. This is our problem as investors. We confuse good with lucky. Kathy Woods was lucky. And because she was lucky, she got attention. And because she got attention, her fund grew like a weed. But it only grew like a weed after that 152% year. If you invested in Kathy Wood's fund way back, oh, let's see. What was the, I want to pull up this specific number again. Hold on. Let's go back here. Um, in Okay, here. Back in, in at the beginning of 2019, actually the end of 18, the beginning of 2019, you bought it then and you just held it this whole time? From the end, let's say January 1st, 2019, roughly. And you held it till now? You'd be at about break even. About break even. After all of that stuff. So don't fall for these games. And before you do, call 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guide to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our little thing we call a talk show about money. Oh, yeah, Tom and I have been doing one of these here things for a long, long time. And we hope that we have helped you at least a little along the way, make money easier to deal with, maybe make a little more of it, save it better. Avoid being ripped off, that kind of stuff. That's our goal. 855-935-TALK is our telephone number. Lines are open for you, and we still have a lot of time to spend together. And uh, now we're going to go talk to Tom. Tom, welcome to Talking Real Money. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. My pleasure. I, What's uh, re- up? I, attend- I, I attended your retirement meet, uh, meeting in Bellevue, and uh, I had really never been the one quite like that it was very informative i read both books in a day and a half and uh, i'm like a sponge i want to learn more and i'm like a I'm maybe a lot of investors that you know i just know a little bit about what i'm doing but not a whole lot because the jargons and the sayings get a little bit uh, uh, kind of really over my head right but my question to you is um i deal with schwab right now and have been and i've been actually fairly happy with them but how do I know when I walk into a, into uh, any uh, you know advisory group like that 
if they are fiduciaries, do they have to have oh. like a diploma, like they do, like <laughs> the, the graduations from all this? Oh. I mean, what you know? How do you really get to say, are you a real fiduciary? And because oh. I'm one of the guys that downloaded your form to take into mm-hmm. the into the uh, into the place, and I plan on meeting with them and, and talking to them. But before I do that, I want to make a, an appointment with uh, your vestry up there and have them go over my portfolio because I only have one managed account. And but I want to see if I'm on the right track for my glide path, you know, for to. Uh, well, that's one right of the thing, things so. that are that's one of the things that we try to do for people. Just help them figure out if they're on the right track. As for finding out who is actually a fiduciary. Well, that can be a real challenge. Because there's a lot of lying that goes on in this industry. A lot of lying. Mm-hmm. Um, there are firms out there where they claim to be a fiduciary because at times they are a fiduciary. They're just not always a fiduciary. So like anything else, it's not easy. I wish it was easy, but it's not easy. It requires some work on your part. You need to read their ADV Part 2 brochure. You don't need to read the whole thing, though. You can skim it. You want to look at what the fees and expenses are. You want to look. You want to search it. Put it on a computer. Search the PDF or whatever document it is and look for the term conflict of interest. Look for brokerage look for insurance because if they work with a brokerage firm if they take commissions from the sales of securities or commissions from the sales of insurance then you know they are not always required to act as a fiduciary they to take those commissions there are times when they don't Mm -hmm. but there is no sign on the door i wish there was well, you know, a lot of places where you go into legally, they have to, if they're saying they are that, they have to have some type of certification, uh, nope. you know, like doctors, you know, and things like that. Yep, so, I know, but, no, but not in this stupid industry. Not in this stupid industry because the lobbyists are so powerful that they have kept Congress, even though Congress has tried a few times, as has the Department of Labor, to require that anyone who provides financial advice act as a fiduciary. The industry, particularly the insurance industry, but also the securities industry, hates that because if they always had to act as a fiduciary, they would not be able to sell you annuities, or it would be almost impossible. They might, in rare instances, find a use for them, but it would be rare. And they would not be able to sell you loaded mutual funds because you can get no load funds. They would not be able to sell you high-fee funds because there are low-fee funds. You see, acting as a fiduciary means always acting in the best interest, always acting in the best interest of the client. They don't want to have to always be that. Mm-hmm. Makes right. sense? I understand that. Yeah, it does, and I, 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 I have gone on, but I haven't really gone into the uh, uh, fees and expenses. I, I went on the computer after listening to one of your podcasts on that. Um, well, I, one of, I, one of these I days, have, one of these days, I'm going to do a follow along video where I'm just going to take you through a couple of different great. ADVs, and we're going. I'm going to show you 
how to quickly read them and how to quickly determine the likelihood, not the certainty, but the likelihood that they are always going to act as a fiduciary. So I'll try to help, but we got to, we, we're just, we, we got to live with the situation that we have. But I, th- I thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate it. Thanks for stopping in. 855-935-TALKS, the phone number. And M, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello. Hey, M. Hi, M. Yes, hi there. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. Um, I've really been struggling with my 401k, like probably the rest of the world. And um, I am going to um, be 72 in December, subject to the RMD. Um, I do have all my 401ks in um, uh, with Morgan Stanley. <laughs> and... Um, I can give you the breakdown, uh, but it oh, was. You're so good. Uh, you million. have the breakdowns. Oh, I'm impressed. I have it in front of me. I called it up before. I heard you ask somebody about the breakdown that was in the car, so I called it up on cool. my computer. Tell, yes. Tell me what you have. I'm um, very curious. Okay. So, um, well, cash is really quite low. It's 1.1. Equities, mm-hmm. uh, 45.54. Fixed income and preferred, 48.93. Alternatives, 1.22. Annuities and insurance, 3.21. Okay. Now, in that equity portion, do you know specifically mm-hmm. which products? Um, just, do the, just do a couple in the equity portion. Just, it just This just kind of tells me what kind of an advisor they are. Okay. Equity. So that's my stocks. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Let's see. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. No, I no, may be fine. a CPA, but I'm not that familiar with no. these things. Um, I, they're so very the holdings, confusing. Let's see. Here's the stock options. Uh, that's not it. Uh, ETFs and CEFs. Is that equity? Sure, 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 <laughs> sure, sure. And mutual funds. Okay. Yes, so, mutual um, funds. Let's perfect. Let's see here. Okay, mutual funds. Uh, tell you what. Tell you what. Uh, uh, M, okay. we got a break coming. M, we got a break coming up. So go through that and just give me the names of two or three or four of the mutual funds you own. Those alone are going to tell me a lot. And those can be either under the fixed income or the equity part, preferably a combination, because this is very telling. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Our phone number again is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Give us a call or give me a call. (laughs) There's no us unless I'm the royal we, which I, nah, not even going to go there. We're talking with M. M's got a 401k with a major brokerage firm. Um, It's still a 401k, M? Is that correct? Uh, Yes, except for the last three years. I've turned... Uh, 30000 over into a Roth IRA four years, if I can Okay, so you've year. done some Roth conversion. Got it. Okay, so you were going to get me some Only names of some years. of the... F- mm-hmm. Yeah, you were yeah. going to give me the names of some All of the Spring, funds. Yeah, Allspring Muni is 170000 Lord Abbott. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. No, step back. Hold on. That oh. Now I'm really concerned. Oh. Um, hold on. Muni? Yeah. In your 401k? Yeah, yeah, All Spring Muni Bond Instrument. 
Allspring Mutiny. That should mm-hmm. there's no it's no a, one in their right mind. W M B W M B I X. W M B I X. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna comment yet, but I will in a moment. Okay. Go, what else? All right. What else? Uh Lord Lord Abbott. And Lord Abbott, what's the symbol? Do you have the symbol? Uh, Lord Abbott, let me see here. Uh, 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 what's the name of it? I can look it up. Uh, Lord Abbott is L-U-B-A-X. L-U-B-A-X. You're getting good at this. L-U-B-A-X? Mm-hmm. And then, yes, L-U-B-A-X. Okay, Lord Abbott, ultra short-term bond. Okay. Yeah, and Matthew's Japan instrument that has about seventy thousand in it, and that's M I. Holy macro! Wait a minute. That's what? What's the symbol of that again? Give me that one again. I'm sorry. I M I J F is in Frank X, and that is about seventy thousand. M I J. I must have mistyped it. M I J. Mm-hmm. What was the last two? J F is in Frank, and then J F. Uh, oh wait a minute, F X. So we're talking about. Oh wait a minute, mainstay. I'm sorry, mainstay is M H Y I X. The other one is uh, Matthews Japan. So M H Y I X. Okay, hold on, Matthews. So there's well, two of Don, them. So the first one, I'm pub, I confused you. Matthews Japan is M I J F X. Okay, so the M I and that one is about seventy thousand. M I J. Why can I not find that one? Um, is curious. it possible that the I is an L? I don't know. I don't. It looks like a M I J F X. Matthews I'm, Japan. Matthew, Matthews. Oh, okay. It's an institutional class. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So yeah. yeah so far, we're, we're really not looking big at one is Pioneer Bond. Pioneer mm-hmm. Bond. Pioneer. Yep. Three hundred and sixty-two thousand. In that one, it just went up four thousand. Um, how much? Uh, how much is so. in the portfolio altogether, roughly? Um, on my whole portfolio, one point uh-huh. seven five million. Okay, because I'm not hearing a bunch of 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 equity funds. Okay, I'm, I'm, you're giving me a lot of bond insurance. funds. Pardon me? Yeah, that's the bond portion. And then the other one is, it says ETFs and CEFs. And I mentioned, I don't know if that, that one is 445000 right now. Do they have a particular ETF? Okay, so they have some iShares ETFs. Yeah, lots of them have ETFs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so I gave you the bond funds. I think I have about half of my larger portfolio of bonds, and the other ones are these ETFs and CEFs. I guess that must be okay. equity. This is this. I, <laughs> I, I I have to. I I just have to tell you that this once again leads me to the the conclusion that the major brokerage firms are not looking out for their clients. That they just truly do not care about their clients. They don't care at all. They. Uh, And I hate to put you on hold again, but I'm just going to give you some of the bad news about this portfolio from what you've told me. And um, then I'll give you some ideas as to what you might want to do from here.
Don't go away. we got some news coming up for those of you listening on the radio. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. Let me give you our phone number again, my phone number again. The phone number for the show, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald. Tom's away for the day, taking a day off. Uh, I am spending an inordinately long amount of time with M because while I am often appalled at some of the investment suggestions recommendations portfolios that are created by folks in the brokerage industry uh, i gotta tell you i have rarely if what everything m is reading is correct i have rarely been as appalled as i have by the work that her advisor and i use that really loosely um at a major firm has done um wow uh m let me just tell you a couple of things really quickly that I that just leap off your statement at me. First, you have a 401k. That is all you have. You don't have a regular brokerage account. This is all the 401k, right? That's correct. Okay. A 401k is a tax-advantaged vehicle. You pay no taxes in a 401k correct. along the way. Correct. So... Having a municipal bond fund in a 401k is incredibly stupid, verging on you probably could sue him for a totally inappropriate investment. It makes no sense to put a tax-free bond fund, which by its very nature, because it's tax-free, yields less in a tax-advantaged account like a 401k. Now, that's number one. Number two, that bond fund has a an expense ratio of 0.44%. Vanguard charges less than 0.1% for a similar fund. That is also appalling. Then, that blasted Pioneer bond fund... That mm-hmm. the cost on that. Now, bear in mind the the Vanguard. Let me just I'll give you the exact number. Vanguard's BND, which is their total bond market portfolio in an ETF, that has mm-hmm. an expense ratio of ready zero point zero three percent or three basis points. You are paying Pioneer eighty two basis points. Wow. 82 versus 3. This is a terrible, terrible, awful broker based on what you are telling me. This is one of the worst I have ever seen. I bet he's a really nice person, right? Yes. They're always really nice people. But he's totally and utterly incompetent. Beyond incompetent. Off the charts incompetent. You need to fix this because this mess is costing you 
thousands, tens of thousands of dollars probably. Because I haven't gone through the whole portfolio. It's at least many thousands of dollars per year in just wasted fees. Um, and that's good information. Uh, Where do I go from here? All right. Here's what I, because, and this is, I, I, you need a true fiduciary advisor. Okay. You must have one. This is not one. Okay. I, I know this is a pain in the absolute neck, but we're not talking chump change. You, this is your entire okay. life and you could be increasing your annual income by thousands of dollars a year in retirement or your, the money you give to your heirs. So you got to have a fiduciary advisor. Now, and, and I'm not saying we're the best one, but we are one. Tom and I built a fiduciary oh, firm. I've been listening what, to you for a long time. My husband, my late husband, I used to listen to you. So, um, what, yeah. What I, I would it. suggest is, go, what one, you can go to our website, TalkingRealMoney.com right. slash help, and mm-hmm. we'll give you a list of firms in the Seattle area. We're, we're like, you know, did you ever watch Miracle on 34th Street? I did. The old I movie. I Olympia, but I used yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Where where Santa Claus told people to go to Gimbel's instead of Macy's where he was working. We'll tell you to go to Gimbel's. Yeah. Um, you can find a list of them. But what I would do is I would set up an appointment at our office. Set it up with Tom. Tom will take it. Just say, I want to talk to Tom. And let him look at that portfolio and make sure I'm correct. We're looking at the Tom same stuff. are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Oh, take a deep breath, Don. Deep breath. These things truly do bother me. They really do. This is why I slam brokers so often. I mean, if you're one of the the, the brave brokers who listens to this show to try to become a better advisor of people, I know the bad ones won't listen because you, you, don't, you don't want to be told you're bad. Deep down, you know you're bad, but you'd rather have the money. You don't really care about the client. Deep down, you don't. Not when you do like this guy did. I mean, think about it. I forgot to mention the Matthews Japan Fund. This is a fund that hasn't been able to get out of its own way. Well, it's Japan. You know, the the 15-year average annual return for that fund is 3% for an equity fund. The expense ratio, even though it's an institutional fund, which means it's supposed to be cheaper, it isn't much cheaper. It's like just under... 90 basis points and it's speculative he's betting on japan this guy has no idea that japan might outperform in the future none probably bought it because in 2020 the japanese market did pretty well until now year to date it's down 30 percent worse than any place else on the planet practically this is a bad bad broker bad broker Go to your kennel. <laughs> I don't even believe in that with dogs. <sighs> this just uh, uh, really bothers me. It really, really bothers me. And this industry bothers me. Because while this stuff is not 
blatantly illegal. It's not like Bernie made off with the Ponzi scheme. No, this stuff is just irresponsible, devious, dirty. And it's done for one reason only, to make the broker more money at the client's expense. Otherwise, this broker, if he had her in ETFs, which I don't even know which ETF she's in on the equity side, my gosh, I don't even know how bad that mess could be. If he was actually honorable and wanted to do what was best for this client, then he would have her in bond ETFs with expense ratios well under 10 basis points as opposed to funds with... 80 basis point expense ratios or munis, if that's correct, if that is correct, that this idiot put her in municipal bonds in a tax deferred account, he should be drummed out of the business, but he won't be because he's probably a big producer and makes the firm a lot of money. It just bothers me so much. Oh, there, I got that out of my system. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Um, and I, did, I do have one other question that came in. In fact, the, these came in today. For some reason, the calls didn't go through, so they ended up at voicemail on the 855-935-TALK number, which I'm not sure I understand exactly why, but let's get this question in. Hi, Tom and Don. My husband and I are inheriting a large estate from a loved one who, it it encompasses real estate and portfolios. We have no idea what to do and how to handle this. Um, Hope to get some advice. Where do you start? Thank you. It's a great question. This is the problem. And here's the, what, what, (laughs) and this just dovetails right with, with my previous rant. Um, Most people, will end up going to a friend or a friend of a friend or a relative or the friend of a relative who's in this business. Well, this guy's been a stockbroker for 20 years. This gal is a, a a pillar of the church or whatever it might be. You're going to end up going to somebody who's going to do just what this other this broker did to M. Exactly. Going to just make you a mess. And probably figure out a way to charge you a lot in commissions. This comes back to the basic preaching of this program. And that is you must do, and it's, by the way, the path of least resistance is the friend of a friend path or the friend or the person from church or the, you know, the the nephew who works for Northwest Life or something like that. That's the path of least resistance. That feels easier because it doesn't require a lot of work. It just says, you're a nice person. I trust you because you're a nice person. Well, you got to be careful trusting anybody when it comes to money particularly. So this is why we tell so many people to go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash help. Learn how to find a fiduciary advisor, a 100% fiduciary advisor. And we have not said this, I have not said this, nor has Tom, in many, many, many moons. Less than 1%. 
of all the financial advice providers in America, less than 1% are always required to do what is best. Always do what is in your best interests. And that means, for example, if you have a bond fund like that Pioneer bond fund and you have an ETF like BND from Vanguard, both of which any broker can sell to you. Any broker can sell them. They are not restricted when it comes to ETFs. They may be when it comes to Vanguard funds, but not ETFs. So the choice is I can sell you this Pioneer bond fund and I make a portion of that 0.82% per year in a trailing commission, or I can sell you the ETF, get a little tiny commission of a few bucks right now, and you're going to pay three basis points versus 80. A fiduciary advisor would always put you in the dramatically less expensive product. So you need to find a fiduciary. You also, you know, again, meet with one of our advisors. We're not going to try and sell you anything. If you want us to work with you, we'd love to have you, but we, we'll just look it over and tell you what you have and what you might want to think about. We're not going to push you to do anything. 855-935-TALKS, our number anytime. Dave, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Don. Hey, my question hey, today is about expense ratios. Yeah. If you've got a an expense ratio, uh, Fidelity or whatever, and they're, they've got all their expense ratios listed out for each fund, then you've got your financial advisor who also charges you a an expense ratio above and beyond that. Correct. What is a yes. fair expense ratio? We think all in. I mean, we've, if you're getting good advice, if you're getting really good advice, the kind of advice that helps in, investors make more money. Uh, because you're, as you, you know, Vanguard had a study where it found that if you have a good investment advisor, they can help you make up to 3% more a year. So if you have a good advisor, all in funds and the advisor, your total expenses should be under about 1.3% per year. Okay. That, that was what I was wondering because I had heard you guys, you know, exclaiming some, you know, higher expense ratios. You know, and saying, well, you shouldn't be paying that much, but if you have both of them added together, it seems to me uh, through my research that you were higher than the the one percent. Well, yeah, we are we are at about one point one all in with the funds. Um, so you're going to pay the funds too, but you want it to be low. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Okay, well, that pretty much wraps up the show. Oh, 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 I wanted to mention something since... If you're listening to the live show, tomorrow's Father's Day. And since Tom's not with us to tell bad dad jokes today, uh, I thought I would turn instead to Jason Gay with the Wall Street Journal for a really bad dad joke for Father's Day. You ready? Where do they make average things? At the satisfactory. 
if you <laughs> sorry it's a bad dad joke uh you need some help want us to look over your portfolio help you out we'll do it for free for nothing with no sales pitch just go to veststory.com we hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.